Hello and welcome to Dungeoneer, a podcast dedicated to discussing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Aaron. And I'm Josh. Let's do this. All right, Josh. So as we just kind of talked about a little bit, I am finally back home after four, five, almost five months of being away from my home. Mm-hmm. So I decided for the lukewarm open for a random object today, which I don't know if it counts as an object or more of like a concept, but we're going to... How would you add like a home or home in D&D to make it interesting, different, exciting, new, not just the basic like manor house or whatever? What would you do? Well, so I would take a lesson out of like um, homes that you receive in video games. Like the ones that are the most interesting like, are the uh, ones that have customization options. Breeze Home and Skyrim? Yeah, like I, I mean, I think those are still a little limited, but... um. But yeah, anyone where you have some sort of customization. So maybe it's like um, I would have uh, villagers that would be like, hey, we can't we don't have any like gold to pay you, but we could build you a house here. Like we have lumber. We have people that are willing to work like and so do that as a quest reward and then have them be like, "Okay, well, you can make it like this and then they get to design it. Also have the party have like an entire custom design, whatever they want to make type thing. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like the, the what, what would... reward for this this quest they did. So, okay, if so, let's say that they didn't have an option to customize and you were going to make it for them. How would you make it interesting? Or, or if you were a player, what would you do to make it interesting? Well, I would do kind of what you did where um there would be things that they would later discover about the house. Like, oh, it was owned by a witch or it used to have these things. And so you slowly figure out more about it, whether it's haunted or like just have some more things that they can learn. So reward them for going back. Maybe even do like what um, like Fallout does where it has like a well-rested bonus. If you, if you rest in your house, like they get a little bit extra XP if you're doing it XP based, or like maybe give them temporary you know, hit that's points. That's an interesting they idea. So do like a a bonus for resting in your house. How, how would you do that? What would you do for that? It would probably be temp hit points for me. Ah, uh, like ten hit temp hit points or more. How? Like, yeah, I think it would go up yeah, based on your level. Good. But yeah, ten is probably where it started at, and and I think that would be because I like the games that don't just penalize you for not doing something but they incentivize mm-hmm. you to yeah. do it. Um, like like Fallout. That's, that's a you... great one where they're, they're very good about, like, you could play the whole game and never sleep in a bed, but you would get a well-rested bonus and gain extra XP if you did. And then if you have a, 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 a companion that you've romanced, you get another bonus up on top of that for sleeping in, in the same bed. And so they just incentivize you yeah, what? to okay. do this other, interact with the game in other ways. Could you foresee, um, so one thing I was worried about in our D&D game with giving you guys like a, I mean, I guess you could call it a house, <laughs> but giving you guys a house or the ability to create a house, was that like, you guys would just stay there and be like, we're done doing things. How do you, how would you like prevent doing something like that? Well, because I think, I think what's different between what you're talking about and what we're talking about and what, what just like a house what what you gave us is a castle and it's technically yeah. the it's technically the and it's not a big castle but it's the castle that is the owner of these of this land so we can't just sit on our laurels because there's stuff we got to worry about with barons and duchies and 
and lords and things that politics that we now because we got this house we have to focus on and if you just give them yeah, a you've house done like in five like, sessions at the baron <laughs> yeah if you just give them a house in a town they don't have that kind of stuff to worry about so it's more like if they want the comfort of home like and maybe even like it incentivizes them to buy homes in a bunch of different places so they can rest and get whatever this bonus is how okay well how interesting would it be if you did like a like if you were to go with like this kind of house thing and you were saying like have something interesting how interesting would it be if like the house was previously owned by like a high-ranking member of like a thieves guild or something and for some like somehow it's like tied in we're like so it, it, there they, are they find like maybe something like a that something, would yeah like something stolen or like yeah that in, would inside the house that all of a sudden now belongs to you what i would do is i would do i would have somebody come fun. knock on the door and be like we know it's here where are you hiding it and they're like what are you yeah, talking where is about it? yeah uh-huh because they use locate object and they know it's here and then the players will find That'd this weird so little interesting this weird little like cut out or like smuggler's hat pretty much in their house that they had no idea about do you think it's do you think it's fun to have like hidden stuff in a house like kind of what i did with uh yeah i think that with I think, the castle I think do you that, think it's fun to like have have something to explore and randomly find yeah and i don't also don't think that it would be totally terrible to just make that the rest of the campaign like if that's where the players want to go and they just want to focus on let's build this house or let's build this political landscape i don't see that as a problem no 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 totally not at all not at all i just i worry like when when you do stuff like that i worry of the longevity of a campaign like how much can you actually do based off of now politics is a different story because you could do an entire campaign easily off of politics yeah like really easily you can i mean especially if your party's really into like role play and stuff because i mean you can you can make all sorts of problems and interesting things happen mm. but i would do worry about like we want to stay in town and build a house and you know like i mean i don't think anybody really wants to do that though right yeah i don't think right? that I was, would, I, right? yeah i don't think that would be a forever thing um yeah that seems i mean like it's really fun to like build a house and like like for example in critical role like when they made they built the tree on top of the house and like you know like i mean even thing, like, before the campaign fun, but they did stuff with grayskull keep and they kind of um edited it during the show as well yeah no exactly so i think i think i think what i would do if i had to do a house again you know like not the castle idea but like just a plain house mm -hmm. i think i'd probably do like some sort of thieves guild item like we were talking about where like or even in the middle of the night it might even be more fun like in the middle of the night like somebody wakes up like whoever has really high pass perception like hears up because they hear like a window breaking or something and like they end up finding like some sort of thief or something breaking into their house trying to get some get somewhere or look for something yeah i think that might be fun too It'd be really interesting um I, I love the idea of having like the house that once been tied to like the thieves guild or whatever like somebody who got arrested or got caught or even maybe now the thieves guild thinks like this was your reward for catching like the member who was lived in this house once or something like that and you all of a sudden got in trouble with them now i think that'd be really fun too mm -hmm. what about like what about like some sort of now this is maybe a little bit far fetched, but what about some sort of monster that lives in your house? Could you how how would you do I that? Would, could you I do would that? Instead, is that even possible? I would instead do like a um like a tied up undead underneath. 
like this was the house of some oh, sort of mad scientist and he had a a tied up undead underneath and un, in the downstairs and i would probably make it a bone claw just because i love bone claws um they're these oh, that would be super interesting they're these undead that have these super long arms and can attack from like a long distance so even tied up they're probably still going to be in a, it could still be an encounter if you wanted it to be yeah, that would be super interesting. Well, like, like, would you make it hidden? Would it be like, or to be like in the cellar? Oh yeah, it do? would definitely be something that like maybe one of them hears like, a, uh, like at night, and they're like, the "What is going on?" It like where like, and there's no basement in this place, but they're hearing it from below, and so they have to yeah find where the basement is. That would also be really fun. That'd be super interesting. I'd be really into that too. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff as a player. I really like like you buy like you get something like a house or something and it has something completely unexpected that you weren't thinking of mm-hmm. i love that stuff all right well i think that's it for the lukewarm open that's all i got for today yeah well that was a good lukewarm open i i liked it yeah 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 i'm really excited to be back home it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> well uh for this week we're gonna sort of pick up where we left off last week Ooh, oh, remind me again. Do a refresher course. I, I, oh, I do. I have it all written. For those of you who didn't listen to last week's episode, during our creation period after the topic, we began to create a monster hunting guild, only to realize, wow, this is super cliche, and everything that we're trying to do just feels like already been done. Yeah, I remember and so this. We wanted to, <laughs> yeah, and so we wanted to create something instead so we created this ghost hunting group and related it to the ghost that we'd created previously in episode 40 on the burning man but we wanted to cr- we still wanted to create this monster hunter skill and so we said hey we'll come back to it next week and now it is next week and so i looked is this like sad I was, that i forgot is this sad that i forgot that we kinda, were gonna do that <laughs> kind of <week>. um <laughs> so um and one of the things that we, I think we either have to just accept that, hey, what we're some of the stuff we're going to create is going to be an overdone trope, but having a Monster Hunters Guild is so important it, that we we would be okay with some of these what feels like tropes just because so many things have Monster Hunter Guilds. Um, and so I think that's just what we're going to have to accept for this week. Um, so I looked at a few things to inspire us to create this group, and I think I found it in the Elder Scrolls specifically with the fighters guild because i think the direction for us to make our monster hunting guild unique doesn't come from within and what they do but how they were formed okay okay now the fighters guild has been an important part of the mainline elder scrolls games since like daggerfall which is like the second game in the series skyrim is partially an exception but the group called the Companions in Skyrim are kind of a replacement for the Fighters Guild in that region of the world. And the reason why they're so important in that, why they're so they're in every, every game in some form or another is because of the same reason why creating a Monster Hunters Guild is hard, because it is a perfect way to supply quests to the player of any game that they exist in, whether that's D&D or another TTRPG or console games. Originally, the Fighters Guild was called the Sephim, meaning soldier in one of the languages of the world. And it was chartered into existence by the emperor of the time. Shortly after its creation, it grew to become the number one mercenary guild that all classes of citizens hired 
for everything from killing infestations of rats to bandits to protection while they travel. They even were used occasionally for as a courier service. Now, the Fighters Guild, or at this time the Sifim, came to be in a very interesting, logical way. There was a massive rebellion, and the leader of this nation spent vast amounts of money and men to quell it. In the end, he was successful, but the tensions of the rebellion did not subside so easily. And despite the unification of the lands, again, they were still in chaos. There were bandits and things that, that um, without money and gold, I mean, without money and men, they had no way of protecting their cities and towns anymore. They Wait, spent so let me get this straight. So the Fighters Guild didn't like originally start as like a, a monster hunting guild or anything. It was just like warriors and fighting. It was like a mercenary group to start out. And it, it's, it's like the first mercenary group. And so like this was kind of not a thing that people did at the time. They didn't create groups for hire like this. So in oh, this okay. situation where, where this person had just spent a lot of gold and a lot of men to quell these rebellions of multiple princes in his land, he didn't, the, the leader had spent nearly all of his gold, men, men and gold to stop this. And there was no standing army left to guard his people, towns and villages. So this guy, I'm going to mispronounce this terribly, Dinieris Vess, also known as the Iron, proposed a solution to this leader, saying he would form a mercantile army with the help of this leader that could be rented by nobility and the like as needed. And for the leader's help, he would give him a fraction of the profit and the guarantee of a large army for a simple fee. Hmm. Thus, the Sephim were founded. Now, in this original state, the Iron wished that the Savim would be made up of only his race. Now, I'm totally going to get this wrong. Uh, another pronunciation. The Sayesi? They're like yeah, this no rep idea. reptoid race that we haven't actually seen in Elder Scrolls and any of the games that I know of. It's like different know than of. Argonians? Yeah, different. I don't know exactly what that happened to them or who they are but um maybe that'll be a topic for another week um but as the time went on there was problems with this with having it be only this one race they just didn't have enough people that people didn't know the region that they were being hired to work in well and so they just kept running into a few problems and eventually they realized they had to hire people and so they began to hire locals where they would go so that they knew the land and they knew where they were working and they they um and this group just began to grow and grow and grow this went on for about a year as they grew and grew in popularity and size until the guilds act that granted certain rights and privileges to guilds officially making it much more profitable for the safim so they changed to the fighters guild at this point to kind of fit in with this law. The Fighters Guild was an important part of some of the stories in the Elder Scrolls games, including the Elder Scrolls Online. But I don't think I'll dive into like the kind of niche moment that happened in the Elder Scrolls Online, but they work with the main Have character. Have you played it? I played it in beta, so when it like so I was in the closed beta and then everybody was allowed in the open beta and I played it then too. And I just, I have not clicked with a MMO since World of Warcraft. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the only one, and I still go back to World of Warcraft just occasionally, because you can play for free up to level 20, and I'm like, yeah, I'll just do another playthrough up to level 20. Um, yeah, I yeah, haven't like, I just, really been into an MMO at yeah, all. I don't, yeah, I like good stories, and I love MMOs. Like, they're, 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 they're fun to play, but I don't, I have not found one that has a great story. Yeah, I relate to that, for sure. Like, it's really interesting what they do and whatnot. Um, and the story that I had to read about here that kind of ha- involves the Fighters Guild banding together to f- stop a demon invasion, or as the Elder Scrolls would call it, a Daedra invasion, was really interesting. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, that would be a fun little storyline to play through. But, yeah, I don't know if I would have the time to <laughs> sink in to get to that, that storyline. Now, all of this kind of base story that we've heard about with the Fighters Guild so far happened in the time called the Second Era. Now we're going to move on and talk about the third era of the Fighters Guild. This third era includes the games of Morrowind and Oblivion. In the third era, the Fighters Guild grew in greater prominence under Emperor Uriel Septim I. Ah, yes. Despite the guild not appearing in the Skyrim game, which is set later, at this time, they held many offices, so the Fighters Guild was prominent in many places in Skyrim. Skyrim actually takes place in what's called that. the yeah. Skyrim is what takes place in the in what's considered the fourth era, but during the second era, I mean the third era, they were prominent. So something happened between the third and fourth era, and the companions pretty much just took over. That was the only ones needed. Huh? I didn't know that. I didn't know like. Why, I wonder why they chose not to add... It's just the companions are the only ones needed? Is that pretty much their, their reasoning? Uh, I don't... I'm not sure. I I think... Uh, I don't know. I kind of wish there was, because I, I liked all the guilds. Me I loved too. Oblivion. I loved Oblivion a whole lot, and Oblivion was very... Here is all of the guilds. Super guild. Yeah, guild-oriented. So much guild <laughs> and stuff. And here is all, all the stuff that you can do in those guilds. And that was very enjoyable. But yeah. Yeah, Skyrim doesn't have that too much. No, have, it really only has like the... They have a Dark guild, Brotherhood. The Dark Brotherhood and I guess the Companions, if you want to call them the Fighter Guild. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Companions are lame. I mean, I might get flack for that, but I think the Companions are lame compared to the Fighter's Guild. Um... I think they're more interesting because, I mean, Skyrim's been out a while, so I guess spoiler alert, but I don't, I don't think it, I think it, the time has passed for spoiler alert. Yeah, so long um, ago, yeah. The companions are werewolves, which is always an interesting thing to, to, um, kind of throw in there. Um, the fighters yeah, guilds in the other ones are really just fighters guilds and they all have like their own like problem they're dealing with. Like in the, uh, this third era, there was a problem with corruption amongst the Fighters Guild in the province of Morrowind. And this corruption was so ingrained in the upper echelon that an outside source, the player character from Elder Scrolls 3, is the yeah. one to actually execute the leader of the Morrowind branch of the Fighters Guild. That's a really fun... That's even a really fun D&D uh, idea, honestly. Mm-hmm. You could probably run like a, an entire uh, little campaign about taking uh like fixing corruption in a, in a fighter's guild that'd be mm-hmm. really fun i think it'd be super now fun. i really like this what they did in oblivion more now the fighter's guild in oblivion had to deal with a very interesting problem they had a fellow mercenary group that operated in the same region 
called the Blackwood Company. Yeah. One of the defining features of the Blackwood Company is that they wouldn't shy away from a task, no matter how corrupt. These are the quests that the Fighters Guild normally rejects. And so when the Fighters Guild rejects it, the people would just go to the Blackwood Company and hire them instead. So the Fighters Guild hires someone to investigate this group. And when they do, they learn that they are actually hurting this sentient race of tree people and collecting pretty much their blood for its magical properties. Upon discovering this, yeah. the Fighters Guild declares that they must execute all members of the Blackwood Company. And they do. and Which stops the Blackwood Company and makes the Fighters Guild in Oblivion without rival in the area. And I think I, I think that's the Fighters Line quest line. I think that's really interesting, and I might even I would probably do it the other way around, where I'd have um, the Fighters Guild have someone go investigate the Blackwood Company, only to find out that the Blackwood Company is like partially good, like they're not all evil, like they're doing, like maybe their their overarching goal is great, and they're just making money however they can for whatever that goal is. Yeah, I mean that could. <laughs> I mean, like, if we're, I might if we're do talking it like, about... I might do it like how they are mostly refugees and they have a, like, they take in refugees as they come in and they try to make enough money that they can support this now refugee camp of theirs. Yeah. And so yeah. the only, the only jobs they're getting, because none of them are, because they're technically not of this nation, they can't sign up to be in the Fighters Guild, something like that, have that kind of a storyline. So they, they create their own mercenary group. And the only jobs they're getting are these ones that the fighter skill is rejecting. Have you, okay, now then have you ever, and this is on topic, but have you ever done like a, a D&D campaign where like the party made their own group, like their own adventurers group? Uh, you were starting to do that. Oh yeah, we were, weren't we? Man, That's that was exactly a long what you're time doing. ago. So I, yeah, that was literally, literally my first campaign. It started with a one shot where at the end of it, you guys kind of had this empty tower and you're like, hey, can we have it? And the people were like, sure. And then we just started that as a campaign from there. And so you guys are like, hey, why don't we make this like a guild or something? And so that's what you guys were doing. Oh, yeah, that is that. I totally forgot. That is kind of what we were doing. Yeah, that's Do exactly you like what that? Do you like that kind of thing? I love that. I would love if if a if a group of players would be like, hey. We want to run, we want to do this as a campaign. Like, we want to run a guild, or we want to do this. I would love that. Like, um, one of the things that I saw on Reddit a long time ago now, a few years ago, um, was the idea of all of the players being owners of this kind of multi-dimensional tavern. And so this this tavern lives in, like, a pocket dimension, and it has doors in a bunch of the nations on the on the normal plane. And so, okay, they were like, "This is what the the we want the campaign to be." And the DM was was sent this thing on Reddit saying, "Hey, what are like, what are some sessions or encounters or arcs that can happen in here?" And it sounded like they kind of wanted it to be like almost like a sitcom, where there's like uh, <laughs> each episode is the is its own isolated problem that then is solved and then goes in and then on to the next session, which could be really fun. That's pretty funny though. That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like one one session, so like somebody runs from one door out, just across the tavern, out the other one, and then guards follow. And you're like, "What's going on?" You got to figure it out. And like, there's just 
And all the suggestions in that Reddit post were actually really interesting. And I was like, oh, man, now I really want to do this. And there was like stuff about about like like uh, border crossing. Like, hey, you gotta you can't just let people come in one door and leave another because technically they're crossing yeah. borders and like <laughs> it's a whole thing. And so then they would have to like there's, there's all this stuff they have to deal with. And it would just sound it sounded really cool. That's really interesting. <laughs> what would you be interested in that as a player? Like, would you want to play in a campaign like that? Oh, I would love to, I would love to run a multidimensional bar. That's so funny. <laughs> but I also would like the random minutia bar. of, okay, we have this much gold. How much beer and alcohol can we get? How many customers do we have? Like, figuring that out would be fun for me. And that's not fun for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you're kind of sort of doing that a little bit in my campaign right now in a tiny mm-hmm. way, in a smaller way. But, yeah. well, not in a small way, probably in a bigger way. I mean, way, I, would but... love, I would love if you would, like, break down all of, like, our resources. You have this much wood. You have this much stuff. Figure out what you want to build. Like the building, yeah, literally do it like build this Age of Empire style. Like you have in the top corner, your wood, your gold. <laughs> Pretty much, if you want to build this building, it's going to require this much wood, this much thing. Like, oh, if you want to make this giant statue, that's going to cost this much bronze and then this much gold on top. That'd be interesting. That'd be fun. I might have to. I might have to think about doing something like that. Actually, but even even if it was just like, because- yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make you have to do too much work. But also, like that, that is very fun for me. <laughs> No, yeah, no. I mean, that might be something that I might think about. Because then thinking of like, oh, I'm not how sure do you where I want it. your production of yeah, wood. Yeah, I'm not sure how... where I want it to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what I exactly want to do with the castle that you have that you guys are doing because it's a big part of your like, it's a big part of the story, obviously, because you yeah. guys want to do stuff with the castle, so it's a pretty big part of it. But like, I'm still unsure of like exactly what I, what I want from it. Yeah, and we just met. How I want to run like people. the building and creating towns and stuff. Yeah, yeah like how just do I want to change? Yeah, I'm trying to explain it a little bit for the listeners who don't know exactly all the background. Um, yeah, and we just met that group of like um, orcs and goblins and kobolds, mm-hmm. and those are not normally accepted races in this area of the world. So like us befriending them and like building them a town nearby and being like those are under our protection, I think that'll be a very interesting thing to explore yeah because clearly the the baron above us does not like them and we're like nope <laughs> and so we're waiting till he leaves builds build the town and then like get them settled and make them such an important part of our our system whether it's making wood and trading and all these things that i think making them invaluable would yeah be a requirement. I, uh, and i think doing that would be fun yeah when I when I made them, I wasn't sure if you guys were gonna like try and get them to join your your group. I wasn't sure if you guys were gonna like just They're like, hey, you gotta go. Them? You can't like... be here. <laughs> but no, I think that I think that j- j- having them join us is gonna be a fun thing to explore. No, for sure, absolutely, it will. Yeah, they're also very unique. They have a completely unique, different society than what any of you guys are used to. <laughs> yeah. Even in real life, <laughs> they're completely different than uh, anything we've experienced. Yep. Now, this is all I have, the the info that I gathered for this week and all that I think is really important to talk about with the Fighters Guild. Um, but as I already stated, that we're, we should be making the hunter Monster Hunter Hunting Guild. And uh, I said it earlier, I don't know if, what your opinion is it uh, 
I'm not sure what your opinion of it is. So to create a unique monster hunting guild, instead of looking at trying to make the parts of it interesting or unique, because so many different things have been done with witchers and things like that. Why don't we look at a weird way that they could have been, they've come into existence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I would love to still try and think of something to do that's a little oh, bit unique, definitely. but it might help coming up with... Uh... But yeah, at least give us time to think, because I, I think yeah. like the way that, that that this was the... This Fighters Guild actually started as like a mercenary group, and it was one of the first monster... Uh, mar, bleh, one of the first mercenary groups to ever be created was really interesting. No, I, I mean, I, I, I love that idea, which it's hard for me not to just steal, because I think that's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. So... Now, Fighters Guild in Elder Scrolls isn't like Monster Hunter or anything. So like, no, they don't. Mostly, they don't specify. They just do but, all sorts of random crap. Yeah, they do a little bit of everything. Monster hunting is definitely in their purview. Like, if if there's a monster terrorizing a bunch of people, they're going to be the ones hired to take care of it for sure. But it's definitely not all they do. Right. So uh, I want to do like only Monster Hunter though. You know, like I want to do. Yeah, like, that's definitely what I think Monster we're working Hunter on here. Group. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, I guess we're good to go now. So let's, um, yeah. all right. Well, what do we want? So how do we want this to have come about? How do we want, what are we thinking? Do you have any ideas, initial thoughts? Well, my first idea, which I don't know how we would do this exactly, was that it kind of starts as like a monster group and then somehow becomes a monster hunting group. Hmm. So I was thinking it might be, like um, some sort of like uh, like orc hobgoblin, like those kind of like the humanoid sentient quotation marks, what society might call monsters. And they create this group saying, hey, we're going to like prove we're going to like you can hire us to go hunt these things, showing that just because we might look alike or to you look alike, we're not the same as these monsters interesting so like goblins and stuff like that yeah any any creature trying to prove that it's it's not it's not the same and maybe even like eventually like it like gets weirder it starts as just these basic like orcs and whatnot and then it kind of becomes like other sentient monsters that are definitely like that that definitely aren't normally seen in a city like you get like um oh gosh you have like a what those giant are. or a cyclops androsphinx and <laughs> gynosphinx and like cyclopses yeah just like like literally more and more or weirder and weirder creatures are like hey like so all we got to do is prove that we're not by hunting a few other monsters yeah sure we'll do that and so like slowly it just grows into this huge group of just monsters hunting monsters as people would call it okay i think this is i think that's really funny i think that's really awesome i like that idea a lot do you see do you see like i mean i don't want to say normal humanoids but do you see like yeah it's hard i was trying to i was trying to avoid saying anything and i'm like even some of the things i was like ah, i didn't mean to say that exactly (laughs) that way yeah yeah but like i guess yeah elves humans dwarves do you see like them being a part of it too like eventually uh yes i do um i i think depending on whatever nation it's in 
I definitely think there are some nations or groups that are still like, um, we don't trust you. But I think of the nations that do, whatever their residents are, are definitely accepted members. Yeah, no, okay. What if we did, like, it started... There's a part of me that wants to do, like, there was one goblin, like, one, or, like, you know, one of, like, a goblinoid, I guess. And then, like, a humanoid. And those two were, like, together. And not, like, a couple or anything, but, like, we're friends or whatever. Or, or Why not? And, Why not a couple? Like, like as they could be. They could be. Yeah. I mean, whatever we want to do, really. But I like the idea of, like, they end up, because this goblin or hobgoblin or whatever or orc is in this like mercenary company or something they can never get any kind of work or job or they're discriminated against or something like that and so it causes them to kind of like create this organization that is like monsters hunting monsters i think that's so interesting okay so what i'm thinking i'm i'm i don't think i'm really creating much here i'm just going off what you said so there's two two people. One is like an elf and the other one's like an orc. And right. wherever they go, the orc keeps getting discriminated against. Right. And and so like even though they're trying to just adventure, be just basic adventurers, people aren't willing to hire them because one of them is an orc. And they right. hate this. And so they go and they create they try to create... Ooh, okay. I kind of want it to be a failed village. So they start trying to create just like a home where, where everybody is accepted, but something happens and the place gets like destroyed. And so the only people left all like want vengeance. And so they kind of become this mercenary group fighting against whatever killed their families. And then it that that kind of group turns into this monster hunting group. See, yeah, I, I I like this a lot. I like this a lot. I'm thinking, like, do we want to? Okay, do we want to make it more than two people to start? I mean, how many people? Do we want to make it like a? I don't know, like a classic D and D adventure party, like four people, three or four people. I mean, uh, how many of them are quotation marks monsters? I don't. And how know. many of them? Well, there's are... also. Is it like there's also one, part of me that I like one won't. elf, and then the rest are like orcs, hobgoblins, goblins. That's kind of there's a part of me that wants to do only one, and yeah, it's I like I like only one, only one, and like the other three are and I think, elves, I think dwarves, this one, human. Oh, you're saying only one monster? Well, I, yeah, that's what I was originally thinking. Uh, okay, um, I was thinking the other way around. Only one. Not and and I was thinking this one would be like super innocent, and not even like realize the prejudice that the rest of the world has. <laughs> and so and I and I think okay. that I think that's part of the stuff that they have to go through, and they're just like, oh yeah, dude, come on inside. And he's like, I'm not going to be accepted in that in that bar or tavern. Like you can't just I can't just walk in there. And he's like, no no no, it'd be fine. Come on in. No, and like just, they have it'll a, be totally fine. And the people are like, hey, we don't serve his type here. And like it's it's rough. And he has to learn. He's like, I told you, like you have to listen to when I say these things. Like they do not accept. And so this person like has to like learn that just because you accept these people doesn't mean the world does. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Sure. Let's. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So three, three like 
goblinoids, I guess. You know, hobgoblins, orcs, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably and, have it if we're. I would like. I would like one of each. So we'll have one bugbear, one hobgoblin, one goblin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All. So okay. What's their goblinoid. story then? What's their story then? How did they end up in like an adventuring group? Did they get kicked out of their goblin tribe? Yeah. Did they do something that was? I, I think. I think they began, like, they cared or about did they, different like, save things this... than the colony did. Was there, did their tribe, like, try and, like, they they wiped out a village and then these three, like, saved this, like, kid and now he's part of their adventuring group? That's awesome. And so they took this kid in as, like, when he was really young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's. Like, that's... they saved him and they, they got kicked out of their, like, group. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So they, they saved this kid. Yeah. Yeah, they saved this like farm farm boy, like farm kid, right? Like they their their group like ransacked and attacked a village, something mm -hmm. like that, and they essentially saved this kid. So I kind of want this kid to be like one of those like classic D and D heroes where it's like, yes, you 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 they found you as a farm boy, but technically you're the child of this great hero. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, like. This kid has no idea, like, and I even like the idea of, like, if he's, um, if he is the child of, like, a famous hero, I kind of want that famous hero to be, like, realistically, like, an ass or something, like, like, he was abandoned, oh, is, like, his yeah, mom. He, oh, okay, I was, I was thinking you were gonna say that he was, like, he was against these, as he would call them, demi-humans type stuff. Oh, I think he is, I think he is, for sure, but I'm thinking, like, but he's also just he's, the reason he's a terrible father. Yeah, like he left them because like they're. He, no, he do you just, think he's one of those ones that traveled that, through the village one day and there was a pretty lady type thing like yeah, that so kind of stuff? I was going to say, so do you think that he does this a lot and there's a lot of children or is this like his only. That could child? also be really funny. That could also be really funny. Like the, the farm kid eventually meets like another one of his kids and joins this group as well. <laughs> And, and then so his the like, fighters guild is like... all just this dude's kids. <laughs> like his heirs are like rebelling against his ideology. So maybe, maybe that's how the maybe that's how the group. Or and he's grows. like, a, and he's the head of like a big fighters guild also. So it's like these two groups hate each other. One is like the monster accepting group. Well, no. So what I'm thinking, of, like, what I'm two thinking of his it kids is, or something is is they're just mercenary groups at this point. So the yeah, father yeah, is is yeah. is the leader of. This I think we graduated. Group. And and so these people are they are starting their own mercenary group. And I think they slowly grow by finding, wait, you're his son, too. Oh, you're his daughter. And and so it, it so grows funny. because of that. Not it's not like that's not like one of the major points of it, but that's how it originally no, 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 grows. Of course not. And then eventually, like they do like something for like a king or like some some big hotshot. And because of that. They get like legitimized and they become like a full on guild nationalized yes. by this king. And like the other, the other, the dad's still just a mercenary group. And these people are like fully legitimized. No, I see. Yeah, I love that. That's so funny. It's so good though. Like, I love the idea of this kid like finds. Like, he's rescued by these goblins after the goblin tribe like ransacked his house. Mm. And even. Maybe even we do something even more a little bit sinister where, like, the dad of this kid, 
like maybe there was something in the town that he didn't like and so he just kind of let it happen like he i i I think i think the kid is the thing in the town that he didn't like yeah he was hoping to kill that's so good yeah no that's so good. they're like he's like oh i don't want to deal with that maybe there is like inheritance laws and things and he just doesn't yeah. want to, and maybe even maybe there's even like uh full on child support laws and he's like nah what not if, gonna happen bro what if his group was tasked to like get something from this tribe he stole it with his little group and the repercussion he wanted to like kill two birds with one stone so he got this item for his like group that he had like and left formed. behind evidence that would lead them to left the behind evidence so that they would go and destroy the town. Yeah. Yeah. And so now this these maybe these like three gob like goblin hobgoblin uh, maybe they like did they find out or did they just out of the goodness of their heart like I think out of the goodness of the heart they're this just kid. like it's a child dude we can't. Yeah I think I like it out of the goodness of our, their heart better because it kind of makes them more like. I don't know, relatable. I don't want to say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to like, how, to, how else to say it, but it makes them more like, yeah, I guess relatable would probably be a, a, a way to put it. But I think that's, that's, that's so different. That's so weird. So then these yeah. three, they rescue this farm kid. Now, do we want it to be like, do we want it to be like they've raised this farm kid? Like he's like six and they raised him. I kind of like, want him to be like 10, 12. Like, so he's a little older. 10, so, 12. I don't want them to be too old when he's, when uh, I want that also be, be funny, like he was for a while. Yeah, because I think it'd also be funny if they like, like in their stories or whatever, they had to like raise this human kid and they have no idea what they're doing, raising this human kid. <laughs> you know, I definitely see they raise him a little bit, at least till he's like 15. Yeah, and he, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That's, that works. I think that's so funny. And now this kid, they ended up forming this like adventuring group and they, do we see them not being able to get jobs? Like, what do we, what do we see? Like, do we see? Yeah, it? I think that's the biggest thing. I think, I think they are having trouble getting jobs, and so maybe okay. In an anime I watched, uh, that I watched called Overlord, um, one of the things that one of the groups talks about is that you don't even need a contract for one of their jobs. For one of the the jobs, it's monster hunting. To do that, all you have to do is, um, bring back your like signs of death antlers whatever like whatever the monster had that could prove that you've killed this monster and by doing and so some groups instead of just getting jobs will just go out around the town and kill these monsters okay and so that's what they do they they because they can't get jobs so all they're doing is these jobs that they technically don't have to have a job listing for so now here's here's a funny thing do they like so they're killing these monsters are do they like so we thought of an idea of doing like a half and half like monster hunting guild slash like restaurant do we want to like make this part of how the restaurant came about like they just went about hunting these monsters and now because they can't do any jobs or anything they started like butchering them and learning how to cook them and stuff and so they've created this like little bit of a restaurant thing yeah so what they were doing is they were killing them and they were taking the bits that were required to prove that you've killed this monster and those are just like horns and stuff and so they were leaving these huge bodies and they're like why why are we leaving like can we make use of this and so they do they figure out as you said how to cook it how to how to prepare it and then they're like, hey, why don't we like, like, this is actually really good. And so originally it was just rations for them. 
but then it was actually like delicious and so they're like hey. yeah no see <laughs> and so, so eventually <laughs> then they open up a location but they still need people to go out and get these monsters and kill these monsters and bring stuff back so then they start hiring more people teaching people how to cook and continuing this this their side I love of it this so much <laughs> it is good <laughs> And so I think what happens is eventually no the nobody is bringing monster bits to the, whatever the adventurer's guild is because it's much more lucrative to bring it to this restaurant. Yeah. And so they begin to they begin to make friends with the mercenaries and and heroes and adventurers of the area. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, I love this. And then, and then also that would be a really fun adventuring group for the party to meet because then they could be like, hey, I heard of this delicious recipe that requires uh -huh. uh, a dragon heart. Can you go and hunt down this dragon for me, please? Yeah. No, it'd be so much fun. No, this is... So, would... So, are we going to keep the... Um... The, I don't know the the antihero, the bad guy, the the is he still alive? Is he still doing his thing? Is he like still running his, his little group? Uh, the father, yes. Yeah. And I think I think he doesn't know. First of all, that his son is still alive. I don't. I think he also doesn't know. The son doesn't know that that's his father. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that too. And I think the father would be surprised. Oh, oh, what? Because he just hears, "Hey, oh, in this town, don't go to the adventurers guild." Drop off your monster bits at this restaurant. He goes there and sees this kid who looks awful, an awful lot like him. And maybe he has like some sort of like something super noticeable, like stark white hair or like just something that you would notice in that, that makes you unique to other people. No, I, yeah, yeah. What would that be? So I'm thinking. That it can't be something too monstery because I don't want him to necessarily be like the reason he's associated with these three is because he looks like a monster himself. Or do we do we want to go? Oh no, we're talking about we're talking about. I was talking about right. Um, but if he saw like so, for example, if like father, we did like white the way hair, that the father okay? would like recognize if he saw the white son. hair, people might like associate that the kid. The only reason the kid is with these three is because he mm -hmm. looks like a monster himself. Right? Or do we want to do something like that? I don't... Wait, I don't think white hair is monstrous. No, 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 but I, I'm I'm just saying, like... I was saying that the hero had white hair. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying, like, if the, we did something that was monster-like, then that could be a problem that we ran into, unless we wanted to do something like that, which could also be interesting. Like, if he had... Yeah, I don't think it's monster-like. I just think he had, like, stark white hair. I just think that's... Like, uh, anime style? <laughs> Yeah, like it just—it's normal for them. Like his, okay, and that's how he like, like he'd find like another kid who has stark white hair and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know how like, I don't think it would be immediately assumed. I also think that the kid doesn't know his dad. So his the kid doesn't know anything about who his father was. Yeah, that his dad. So it, he eventually learns it. I think at this point. All I was going to talk about was just that the father would be like, wait a minute, who's your mother? Okay. Interesting. And, like, and he would, the father would recognize, but he wouldn't say anything because there's some, some child laws or whatnot that he thought he had gotten out of by 
having the goblins kill the the village. Interesting. Okay. So you're thinking more along the lines of like he the kid doesn't know really anything about his father at all? No, I think I think eventually he will learn, but as of right now, no. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. I still think that's really good. And so I think I think the father so what I was saying is the father would go into town. He would hear from other adventurers that he's worked with previously say, hey, 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 don't don't bring your stuff to to the Adventurers Guild. You'll make way more money going to this little um, restaurant over here. And so he's like, oh, weird. OK, sure, I'll do that. And he does. And he sees this kid with stark white hair and asks who their parent is and realizes, oh, no, is this my son? What do you think he would do? What do you think he'd do in that situation? Try to avoid that town. But I think because he's this like supposedly legendary hero, I think something something drastic has to happen that forces him to go back to the town. Yeah, like what? And I don't know what it is, but something will something will reveal to the that kid that that's your dad. That'd be that'd be so awkward. <laughs> Okay, no, I, I, I think I it definitely would I be. I think I like this. It though. I think I like this. Do we, do we yeah. see um, this monster hunting group? Then, do we see, um, do we see them having a conflict with the dad's group, ever? I think I, uh, I don't think it's ever outright. I think it's more like the dad just is mad that the son is more successful. Okay, I like that. Like, the dad might be a powerful, legendary hero, but the son is making bank with this restaurant monster hunting guild. Yeah, like, he's... That's why he pays better than the adventuring guild does for, for monster parts, because they make so much... No, I... Uh, I, uh... I think... Do we... Do I want it to be a little bit more than that, though? Oh, no, I definitely want there to be more to it. That's just what we have so far. Do we think, like... How would you get the party involved in this? Do we even care if a party gets involved in it? It's just a... Uh... I was going to say, I was thinking this was like ancient legend. Like this is how the Monster Guild starts. And they come in, they could come in partway through, or it could be generations later. So how does one join this guild then? How do we How do we have people join this guild? Is it more of like a well, free think, for all? Like I, I you think, just I think stop by and you can sell your stuff? Or is it like... I think I think you... Okay, I think that's how it starts. It starts free for all, and I think it gets to a point where they're like, "Hey, yeah, like we have to be careful in case of poisoning, or like somebody didn't collect it right, and like maybe the certain monsters have like poison sacks, and if you don't collect the thing correctly, you lead to issues. It, there's problems in preparation, and so maybe there's like there's like levels. So you can just start out as the, hey, if I have any of these." what's what's designated as safe cuts then i can bring those in but for any higher tier of monster bit you have to be like registered as i have the skill to do this so any piece i bring you is certified to be good yeah okay no i like that i like that i like that do so do we see then like do you have to be like 
to officially join, like, what do you think the process would be? Like, do they have to go on a hunt? Like, like if the party wanted to join, for example, okay, let, let's just use this as an example. Would they have to go on, like, a hunt to, like, prove that they can kill stuff? What What are we thinking? Well, I think they could do it that way, where it's just like, oh, I just prove that you can kill stuff and we'll send a registered surgeon with you or whatever they would call it. Or it could be, hey, just show us you can do this cut. Here's a monster. Do the cut. Interesting. Okay. I I think I think for the purposes of D and D, I'd probably like the you have to go on a monster hunt or whatever. Like mm-hmm. there's a red dragon or whatever. You have to go kill. I mean, obviously not a red dragon, but yeah, you get the point. Like there's a dire wolf over here. You have to we go kill need it. Uh, an ancient red dragon heart. I know you're a level five. Part. Exactly. Just sure good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> got to figure out a way. Just need a red dragon no. heart. I'm- yeah, you got this. It could be fun. Ingenuity is all what it's about. It could be fun to have them be like, you have to get a dragon egg. You have to sneak in and get a... Like, way too early when uh-huh, they're way you have to sneak in and get one. Level than yeah, that. they have to come and up with something like... clever instead of just bum-rushing and fighting the dragon. They have to, like, figure out a way how they can go and steal this egg. That'd be kind of fun. But anyways, that's, that's, a, that's a... I think I want it to be, like, there's, like, a... Or even a tournament thing where, like, maybe it's gotten so big now that it's, like... There's like groups that try and participate and whoever can kill the biggest monster or whatever or bring back the best cut of meat wins. Well, see, see the thing is, I don't think that's the sign up. I think I think they definitely could have that where like, oh, OK, I think it's a it's a kingly thing. Like it's a it's a it, maybe it's even like they have become one of the like sporting events of the king's birthday. And the point of it in the, the whole thing that you do is. You for this restaurant, you sign up as adventuring groups to kill this thing and bring back the best cut. And the best cut is is what is used for the king's feast. Yeah, like during like a fair or something like that, or like a yeah. Like yeah. A jousting tournament. And so it's literally like become a part of the festivities. Yeah, I think that's really fun. Yeah, I think that's really cool. The winner gets to dine with like I don't know, like the winner gets money, obviously. What would the winner get? Yeah, money. I would say money and then acceptance into higher parts of the guild if they want it. Yeah, yeah. If they don't, then that's fine. And that could just be a really fun thing the party does randomly if you wanted, if they wanted to even explore anything like this. Yeah, or that you just have them go into the town and you see all these adventuring groups signing up for this contest. And you're like, "What's, what's going on here? See, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's super cool. And I like it that it's not like a main point. It's just kind of like if the party wants, it's just sitting there as like a little side thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe the party even like plans like, okay, we're killing this thing. Let's figure out a way to get to this town quickly so that we can deliver the, we can get money for what we've just killed and to uh, then go deliver whatever the quest is. Yeah, I like that. So it could become important if they want it to be. If they want to use it as a way to get a little extra money every now and then, great. If they want to ignore it completely, great. It just fleshes out the world. Yeah, it's just like a little uh, a little treat. Just like a little uh, world-building thing. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Now, what is this restaurant group called? Boy, that's that's a hard... That's hard. It's a very hard one. I don't know. I want it to be like a play on, like if we had to name it, like a play on monsters of some kind. Because like, 
like hill giants, you know, fighting, you know, like hunting monsters, stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. like maybe like the monsters den or like something along like are the the. I was I was trying to think of like some sort of like restaurant like Le Gourmand <laughs> monster or something. I do like the like idea of like a of like, gourmet uh, restaurant name. Yeah, gourmet. Yeah, that's what I wanted it to be. Some sort of gourmet monster. Something. <laughs> yeah, you have to do some sort of like funny French name or Italian name or something. <laughs> I think yeah, that'd be good. would, that'd would be good. like. I think would there be two separate? Like, would the Monster Hunter Guild be a different name than the restaurant? Obviously, probably. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how distinct they would be. I would think they would be pretty much one single thing. Um, yeah, I think they would. I think they'd be separate. Yeah, I think I, they'd I be do. separate. Because, like, I think they'd be part in the same complex, like the same building. But I think they'd be like separate entities. Yeah. I see the group, the group like a whole, a different section hunting monsters that brings to like the chefs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe how it started like one of these. One of the, like, let's say the Hobgoblin was, like, really good at cooking. And, like, during their adventures, like, he would be cooking meals and stuff. And they just kind of were like, you know, like, maybe this could be a thing. Yeah, they're like, this is incredible. We got to get this in more people's hands. Right. And then they just kept killing more monsters. And they kept just figuring out new ways and new ways to cook things. And they were like, this is fantastic. We need to, how do we market this? And then. Yeah. Honestly, as a player, I would love this type of thing. This is right up my alley as a player because I really like this, like somewhat silly but not silly. You know, like mm -hmm. somewhat silly but interesting and unique. I love this stuff. Yeah, yeah it's a good little. It's a good little, little creation. A monster like hunter it. restaurant <laughs> where monsters <laughs> are hunting the monsters. <laughs> yeah. Would they like train animals and dogs and things? Oh yeah, I definitely think I think they also have truffle pigs. I think they have truffle pigs. I think they have <laughs> like pigs. Well, no, because they definitely are going to want truffles and like things to to cook the meal with. And so if you're already having adventurers going out and killing these monsters in forests, why don't you send a truffle pig log? Pick up some truffles while you're at it. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's pretty fantastic good what we made this stop. week. Yeah, I think it's a good place to stop. Yeah, we were like, oh man, Monster Hunters guilds are so hard. Everybody has done everything and then we're like, Ooh, Honestly, this is pretty What about unique. this super unique idea? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I went into this being like, okay, so we'll have some unique creation story and then rest of it's just going to be cliche. But then we create this and I'm we like, We created yeah, a fantastic. literal restaurant Monster Hunter <laughs> group. <laughs> it's so good. I kind of want to put something like this in my world, to be honest. I mean, it's fantastic. It it works. No, it's I might just so have good. to like when I create my next world, just listen to every single episode of ours and being like, okay, I'm gonna throw that in. I'm gonna yep. throw that in. I'm gonna I throw know. that in. <laughs> well, this has been a great episode. It has. Um, thank you all for listening to episode 46 of Dungeoneered. If you listen to us on any podcasting apps that have ratings and reviews. Please write us a review, a rating, and let us know what you think. Yes. It really helps the show in, engage on, showing that you're engaging on another level. Um, feel free to send us an email 
at uh, dungeoneered at hotmail.com. You know, I think we've I think uh, we've mentioned that once. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. So, so I want to mention it now continually at the end of our show. Um, yeah, we have an email yeah, for people to, to end to, to send us emails about their D and D things. It's in and... it's in the uh, it's in the description of every week's uh, episode. It's in the the descriptions of them. I mean, but at I this know, point, should we like write an ending or like? Do we just want to keep doing the blabble, blabble, blabbles? I like blabble. I like the blabble. I, I like the blabble. It's just it's it's humans talking. It's, it's I just like humans it. talking, which is the, you know, the rest and of the awkwardness show. just adds to it. You know, just <laughs> it's only awkward when you point out that it's awkward, it's which now it is awkward because you did point it out. You're right, and now I'm realizing that we're blabbling still. <laughs> we are blabbling a lot. Yes, we are. But thank you all for listening. I really enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did too. Again, episode 46. And always remember to be the sharpest barrel in the bunch. See you next time. Wow, you kind of changed it up. You had a weird little voice going on there. What the heck was that? I don't know what I was doing, but I liked it and I kept it. Are you an Irish pirate? I think so. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.